0: This is the Monocast, all about open-source marketing automation with Modic. And here is your host, Hecky Gamble.
1: Yeah, let's go. Hey, Leon. You just told me that Norway is waiting for you. Yeah, I'm <laughs> off to vacations on Monday, and I will be heading to Norway for two weeks, and I'm super excited. Okay, so you are waiting for Norway too? <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay,
1: that's good. How's it going over here? Oh, it's pretty good. i got... Lots of work to do, though. It's so we have lots and lots and lots to do. But elsewhere, I'm I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, it's, it's the way it's supposed to be that that we have jobs to do. The other yeah. thing is we need more people, and it's True. really hard these days to find devs, freelancers, modic guys, uh, <laughs> PHP guys, whatever. Yeah. So if anybody out there is listening or knows somebody. Well, please do get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, oh, we truly do. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Yeah, let's, let's get going. We're, we have a lot on the plate today. Um, yeah. And I'd like to start with everything around
1: email. Yeah, we have a huge topic of emails to cover today. First of all, the new email builder by WebMechanic is live. I think the beta, beta is live.
0: Yeah, it's been, it's been available for a while now, a couple of weeks. Oh. Um, it's pretty well hidden, so, so I'll put it in the show notes, like, like all the other things today. (laughs) Like always. (laughs) Yeah, maybe, maybe we should also mention in the show notes are always at, uh, Mordic. No, it's, it's, (laughs) it's Mm Mordicast.com. If you want to go directly to a certain episode, you can always add a slash number of the episode. So in our case, it's either, Uh, mordecast.com if it's a current episode or go to mordecast.com slash 15 and you are directly in this beauty. (laughs) Um, So, um, what you find there is a link to the beta version of the new email builder it is uh, not part of the core as of today. It is uh, an effort by our friends at Web Mechanic. Mm-hmm. And um, it's pretty good looking already. It requires PHP 7.1 or more. Oh, so yeah. if you have a legacy installation or Modic 2, uh, which is on PHP 7.0, you'll run into trouble. Yeah. But if you have a, a, a Modic 2 on a Better PHP version. You can even use the email builder there, or of course with Mordic Three. So do do that. Play around with it. Give uh, feedback to the to Norman's team, and make it better. And make it uh, get out of beta soon and available for everyone in a prepackaged form. So yeah, that's that's good stuff. Um, it's uh, Definitely a progress, um, compared to the existing email builder. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. And, uh, time and again, email is a huge topic with my marketing automation. I just today I had a call from a, a potential client who wanted nothing but a replacement for his, his cloud hosted, uh, newsletter system. Mm-hmm. And, um, we hear that. Uh, again and again and they always say okay and once I have it I will probably do more with automation in the future but for now I just care about the the newsletter system Uh, seems to be tough yeah and having a better email builder helps and because of that
1: yeah talking about better email builders there is a second new email builder (laughs) <laughs> it's called one, uh, I think <laughs> B, like the actual animal, <laughs> and uh, you will find it under the URL bfree.io, and it's also a new I think email builder, or there is a new integration I think. You can tell us a bit more about it. Uh, exactly.
0: So uh, the the B free project is not new. It's it's a, a, just an independent email builder. There are multiple of those out there. Yep. Uh the cool thing is that now a guy called Enger, uh don't know how to pronounce that handle, I also don't know who, <laughs> who is that person, what's his, his real name, I don't even know whether it's a guy or girl. <laughs> mysterious, mysterious. Yeah, <laughs> I think he or she is based in France, but uh, nonetheless... Um, um, hmm. That person came up with, with <laughs> a Modic plugin for b free mm-hmm. and so uh have have a new button in the email uh, view which which uh, fires up this external email uh builder Ooh. and does a nice job already this one is an alpha it's not even beta but but it's it's a working thing it's not feature complete yet but it does a lot of things and it looks promising too so we, yeah. we all of a sudden have um competition of email builders <laughs> yeah, perfect. what a great <laughs> thing <laughs> yeah uh, okay um yeah that's email builders anything else
1: yeah uh, I also got, like, not to email builders, but building email, especially building Mordic email themes. Our friend uh, Chris Calabro, who also releases the unofficial Mordic newsletter, Mm -hmm. so to speak, the unofficial, because I think it's, like, the main one, and you should subscribe to it. It's really, really good. He um, offers a course about um, building Email themes with Mordek, and he even proposed this as no coding experience required. So I'm pretty excited how did how this will look, and yeah, I uh, hope I can take part.
0: Oh well, uh, frankly, I, I have no idea what what it is going to be. Uh, and I think it's it's just a test balloon by Chris, yep. but uh, b- because he's a really experienced guy and and a good guy for uh, sure. We give him thumbs up and uh, the little prog- plug for his his uh, training course. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know uh, when or what uh, is going to happen. If you click the link, but I'll put the link in the show notes.
1: Yeah, and to round up the topic of emails, we have a feature wish of the week, and it's the ability to archive emails and. Probably even more, but just the ability to archive. So, if you have like lots and lots of emails that you don't actually use anymore, but maybe want to go back in the future, the ability to like just click on it and archive it would be super, super handy. And I think we're missing that. And it would make handling of emails and maybe even campaigns or whatever you can archive. Uh, a lot easier.
0: Yeah. Yeah, good point. And it's not not a new point by the way. It is uh brought up by by Stewart Head Hardwick in in July 18. So it's exactly 2 years ago now that yeah. that uh, it was the first time that this came up mm-hmm. and uh Whoever has been running his modic instance for a while and is is active in, in email, especially if it was newsletters, oh, yeah. segment emails, yeah. Oh, uh, over time, you have twenty or hundred or multiple hundreds of emails, and that's just uh, making it pretty much unusable over time. True. Yeah. So we we did discuss the idea of of. Hiding everything that's unpublished, mm-hmm. so um, have a switch that would only show you the published emails. Um, but having a, 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 you know, a separate proper property that says this one is archived, this one is not archived. So even if it's unpublished because you're currently preparing it, yep. it is in a different view from from the from the old ones. So that would really be the way to go. And as you say, the same applies um to forms to campaigns etc maybe in that scale but but once you introduce the notion of archiving you might as well uh apply that to other places as well yeah uh, another good example of of where a dedicated tiger team uh Probably uh, be be good at doing a job really fast. This one has been hanging around for it has a long nine, time. Yeah. Nine votes by now. If you go to the <laughs> forum and vote it up, it, it may get even more pro- even more priority. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh Let's move on. Is that it for emails? Yes, I yeah. think so. But but it's not it for feature wishes because there's in. Uh, an existing thing called Tag Manager and there's uh, an existing agency called Leuchtfeuer that's us I've I've heard of that (laughs) (laughs) and and they uh, were nice enough to promise to to create a Tag Manager or or at least to do a a third party plugin for Tag Management uh, once that Modic 3 has been published and uh, yeah it has been published Tag Manager uh, we now started to do that as we promised <laughs> it's, it's not like we're done already and, and, and as uh, Leon already, already said uh, we have really <laughs> little spare time True. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it looks promising so far so, so the concept should hold up but uh, I don't really think it's gonna be there in two weeks from now but but um it is it it is on its way so yeah, hold, hold your breath. Quality takes its Don't time. Don't worry. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Okay so tech manager. Um and there's another thing that we uh are giving to the public and, and this one is uh, actually coming from from a customer project where uh the customer needed some something and we said okay i will give that uh, to you but we would also like to give it to everybody
1: yeah and it's called the go plugin basically the go to plugin it was formerly known as the citrix plugin bundle i think and we uh, nearly completely revamped it and it has now a lot of more functions compared to the old one it's easier to use it's handy and Eki, do you want to tell us about uh, a bit more about the uh, actual functions?
0: Yeah, sure. Let's let's start with the original Citrix plugin, which is part of the core, or it's it it, it comes with the core as of today, and it's an important thing and an important functionality, but it has some issues or it has a very limited functionality, let, let's put yeah, it, it that way. Put it like that. Um the way it was created um does the following it, it uh, allows you to create a form uh, a modic form uh, with the webinars that are available in your GoToWebinar account as of now so at the point when you're creating the form that's when modic is looking up the webinars available and lists them all in that form so whatever you have in your webin- webinar go to webinar account will be available from a drop down in that form um, nice enough in many cases but there are situations where um, that is not good enough for instance when you add another webin- webinar in GoToWebinar that's not automatically showing up in MORTIC on the, on the other end um, if you have multiple in GoToWebinar but only want to display one or a selection of uh, webinars in this specific f- specific form because maybe it's placed on a page that is just on a single topic, mm-hmm. um, there's no way to do that, or there has been been no way so far, <laughs> and we're, we're changing that and we're changing more. So what you now do is you select from the available webinars so, – um, in, in creating the form, you say, okay, it's this webinar and that webinar, and um, please show those two in this form. Um, this also works with recurring webinars called sessions in, in GoToWebinar. So if you have one topic but multiple dates, you can even should uh, show those. Um, nice. Moreover, you can... Get the metadata from GoToWebinar and use that as you like. Mm. Very important in, uh, example is if you have multiple webinars with the same name but separate uh, dates, different dates, yes. uh, um, then you can say, okay, display that date within the dropdown as well or display the language or display the, the author, the... the, the, the but the, the person who's giving the webinar. <laughs> <laughs> um, and even more, you can use the metadata and display that uh outside of the form mm-hmm. le- like ahead of or on the top of the form you could do, for instance show a nice title and show the description as it is in GoToWebinar and style that all with CSS and so on super and nice yep. you can even update all that information in GoToWebinar and via Cron it's going to be updated in your Mautic as well oh yeah yeah, so it's now much more flexible, much more powerful, and at the same time, because we don't do any API requests when the user clicks around, uh, you will no longer run into the API trouble that we all knew if he, or that everybody knows whoever tried to use the Citrix <laughs> plugin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and there's more. For for example, uh, you can now use multiple organizers. So if you have multiple seats in your GoToWebinar account. Um, you can see the, all, all the webinars from, from the different organizers in one place and select from those. So yeah, it's, it's uh, pretty much everything you, you may have dreamt of <laughs> if, if you ever try to use it seriously. It does all the other things that, that it did before, so you have the feedback who attended the webinar and who did not. Um, you can start campaigns on that basis. Um, and all that is available for for download. The the, the plugin is done, it works nicely with a knowledge base article, and you have all that in the show notes. Like you always have, <laughs>
1: as always, <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, good, and with that, I think we were ready to move on and uh talk to Simon Biles. Here you go. Hey, welcome Simon, Simon Bates. Hey, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hey,
2: thanks. I'm doing great. How about you?
0: Awesome, thanks. I'm glad to to have you today. Um, It's really two things that you and I want to talk talk about today. And that's because you are using quite extensively to win and to retain your SaaS customers. And on the other hand, uh, you are actually using... Uh, Mautic for that says product. So, so it's the core mm-hmm. of your product, as, as I understand The name of the product is Matu. Uh, is that the proper pronunciation?
2: Yeah, exactly. So, in German, we call it Matu. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, basically an abbreviation of uh, marketing automation. So, that's where the name comes from.
0: Oh, I see. So, it's M A A T O O exactly so .io. typical yeah.
2: modern SaaS naming <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: sounds cool um, yeah. yeah before we look into that um let's uh start with you as a person what's what's your background and what's your role today maybe
2: yeah cool so uh, as you said my name is simon um i have my background in it since uh almost 20 years uh so i'm still young but uh working with computers uh, already quite a long time and I would say that my IT DNA is really about data and um, that's also how I came to marketing automation and Matu uh, because I spent like the last 10 years in data analytics, big data. I was working as a consultant on the road, did a lot of um, business analytics projects uh, where we brought together um, business data with machine data, with uh, tracking data from websites. So um, this topic is already chasing me since a long time and uh, I really started to get enthusiastic, especially uh, when I joined my last company, which was a Silicon Valley startup. Uh, so we built a SaaS uh, all about data analytics or big data, which uh, where we try to make access to data very easily for everybody in the organization. So, imagine you have thousands of data sources. um, All data sources have their own typicality, like formats or location or size. It's very difficult to get uh, access to them and and use them for analytics, for example, in business analytics tools like Tableau. So we had that interface that makes this uh, very easy to work with. Um, so really, data, working with data, data analytics, um, and that's that's my driver um, in everyday's business. Uh, so spent the last four years. Uh, as a product manager in that SaaS company before I joined now, Matu, um, also uh, as a product manager or head of product, where I'm driving forward the product strategy of our own SaaS. Um, and as you already mentioned, uh, our SaaS uh, has Motic in, in the core. Yeah. So that's basically myself and, uh, and and the reason why I'm so enthusiastic to talk you with you about Motic. Yay.
0: Um and we have to mention uh, you're now back from the valley, back at home, which is in Switzerland for you. Is that right?
2: Exactly. Yes. Um, so I, I never moved my home. Uh, so I was contracted, or uh, I, I uh, was working for that Silicon Valley startup. Um, but the headquarters was in San Francisco, so I traveled a lot from Switzerland to there, but uh, I always lived in Switzerland even during that time.
0: Okay, good timing on your side so that you're now completely local. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, I think business travels will be really difficult
2: to manage during yep. uh, these pandemic times.
0: Hey, yeah. There you go. Yeah, um, let's talk about Matu a little bit more. You already gave a little bit of hints, but but what's what's the idea what's the elevator pitch and uh how did that i mean were you there when the idea was born or or did you come on board later
2: yeah so um about that I actually um joined Matu when it already was on the market for maybe a year uh but I knew the people already before that I worked together with them uh, f- um even before my silicon valley startup so I knew the network, I knew the idea um, and then I I joined Matu uh, in the beginning as a, let's say, product owner driving the development um, efforts and uh, increased my engagement up to the point where I'm now part of of the core team and uh, driving the strategy. Uh, So Matu itself, uh, in, in summary I would say uh, we took Motic as an open source software, which is really great and and made a product out of it so that's in in very short and product means a lot more than just software right it means uh adding um service level agreements so we can sell it to enterprise customers it means um, the operational aspects like backup and disaster recovery. It means also data protection uh, to uh, um, make sure that uh, law enforcement is fine or, or all the data regulation is fine. So host, hosting in Switzerland is a big aspect and we added, uh, of course, product support. That means when people have uh, issues that, so that they have um, access to product support in their mother language um, and and uh, obviously we also do additional development work in terms of providing our own add-ons to extend the functionality of Modic which in combination then is, is Matu. Um, on top of that we add our professional services uh, means we're doing campaigns and uh, consulting of marketing automation for our customers, of course, using Matu. Uh, So that's the full package of what our company provides.
0: Mm -hmm. And you already mentioned the aspect of customer data platform. Is that also integral part of of, uh, Mautic as you or of of your service of of Matu, Or do you use additional um, pieces for that?
2: Yeah, so um, I, I would say that's our north star, uh, where we would drive Modic or Matu towards to, um so that you can use Modic or Matu as your central um, point of source for customer data. And at this point, I'm already claiming that uh, it, it's uh, possible to do that to use modic as your traffic robot for all this customer data and we are actively um doing some or creating use cases uh, with our customers where modic is the central source for um for customer data and uh, the reason for that is modic already provides very extensive features uh, for getting data in like all these uh, contact forms um, focus items or even the APIs are, are very handy uh, to extend the full customer profile which is an essential part of having a customer data platform. And so the idea is to complete uh, a single unified customer profile with as much information as you can um, based on behavior like browsing or, or, um, or filling forms and so on and together with facts that you can get from an existing CRM or from other structured uh, sources. So yes, um, it's already in place. And uh, what we're aiming to do is um, to complete it uh, w- with uh, something that I have in mind. I'm a big advocate for, which um, prevents you from copying data from one place to another. Oh, so that sounds yeah. maybe. A little bit abstract, but the idea is: as soon as you copy data from an existing CRM or a data warehouse, you, you, it's it's an act; it's a second copy, and you're you're losing the source of truth for this data point. So, for example, if you copy uh, contact information from your existing CRM into Modic, mm-hmm. you, you already have to make sure that um, the data is synchronized, so that when you change the CRM data, also Motec uh, gets an update of that. So that's quite an issue. First of all, because you have to spend efforts to make sure the data is already, always up to date, and second, yeah, w- which data copy is now the latest one. Yeah. Right? And
0: also, maybe it's even a, a security or privacy concern. Oh, absolutely. Can, uh, yeah. can, can you talk yeah. about what, what industries you're in, or your, your clients rather? Yeah, so uh,
2: we are very broad. So tourism um, is is one area of customers where we do a lot because um, they they actually do active re-engagement with with leads. uh, So to track them across the different channels, uh, that's very interesting. We have a lot of um, enterprise communication teams uh, from any type of company that work with us uh, because they are... Uh, have their communication strategies implemented with Modic across different channels. That's very typical. Um, yeah. So uh, and, and those,
0: uh, those, sorry, those are typically all located in, in Switzerland, or are you all across Europe, or?
2: Yeah, I, I would say German-speaking area. Fifty-nine um, percent Switzerland, and we have a few in Germany. As
0: okay. Well. And uh, out of curiosity, it, with with Matu having been around for a while, it's probably all built on Modic uh, two. What, what's your roadmap for the switch to Modic three?
2: <laughs> it's a great question. That, uh, uh-huh. I was already a little bit afraid of that. So um, no, we are very keen to uh, implement Modic three um, as at some point um, the, the, um, the advantages are obvious, like increased stability, better maintainability and, and all that stuff. Um, we realized that um, we did quite a few changes to modic Core, uh, so that means we do not have very great um, upwards compatibility to Motic 3, so that means uh, we, we have to take the effort to do the merges at some point. <laughs> Um, but I would say in fall, this is going to be a, um, a priority for us then.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm just curious. I guess you're not alone in that way. Yeah. yeah uh, now, on the other hand, um, you also eat your own dog food, so to say. Um, uh-huh. so, in other, so you are using automation uh, to acquire your customers, to nurture the leads, and um, also to work with your existing clients and, and uh, guarantee retention. So, um exactly. So can can you give us uh, some some more interesting examples maybe of what you're doing and, and maybe what you're integrating with and all that?
2: Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. So um, we actually are using Modic uh, in a few places. It, it begins actually from the time when Uh, Lead enters the website and uh, we're using focus items to grab their attention, uh, to, um, you know, turn them into known contacts, uh, ideally with an email address. The incentive is a free trial version of Matu, so the the product itself. So uh, at some point when somebody subscribes for the trial, we are using um, Motec for... Multi step onboarding churning up to the point where the user can use the trial. And that includes a double opt-in of course it includes a multi-form or multi-step form which uh, checks availability of a subdom for a subdomain that the user can choose for his m- own matu installation and it includes also password with a complexity check mm-hmm. um, all backed with um you know, with, uh, sup- uh, with emails uh, to confirm that each step is, 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 uh, was successful. And um, at the point where we have all the information that we need to set up the trial, it launches a- uh, automatically uh, so-called provisioner um, with a manual uh, approval step, which is a post to Slack, so we can click a button to approve the request. And then after 10 minutes, uh, the user receives an email that his uh, 2 workspace is available and he can log in with the provided username or email address and, and password. So, this is all a combination of um, modic components from focus items to forms to campaigns uh, including webhooks uh, to trigger our APIs. Um, that's the part until we have the user in his mat2 trial workspace and um, we are also using Mat or Modic to track users in, in Modic. <laughs> so the tracker is um, included in, in the um, ModEc frontend or in the admin backend itself so we can see what <laughs> the user is actually doing in the back end. Mm-hmm. So that means uh, when he opens the support chat uh, we, we see the history of um, you know what steps he took so we can provide better support context. And um, yeah, during that um, trial phase, uh, we are engaging with the customers with marketing content, uh, all about marketing automation. So he get uh, gets an idea of what he can do with uh, with the software or with the tool. And uh, there is a second track, which is the sales track. We call it uh, so to inform the user when he's happy, when to identify when he's actively using. Uh, the SaaS, uh, we en- re- uh, engage with him differently as when he would be inactive, and then up to the point where the trial comes to an end, uh, we, we try to um, get an activation from him.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you do yes. any any sort of surveys or thoughts like that in, in, in the nurturing process?
2: Um, w- that's actually for active customers. Um, so w- d- we do product surveys uh, to um, you know, get the customer happiness um, so we can influence the product roadmap or our development efforts um, so we are using a combination for of uh, modic and typeform so we can send very customized or very personalized um, surveys uh, with their names on it and um, we're using a URL shortener to create unique links so we can send them even through uh, text message uh, providers or sms providers which where um you know the number of characters allowed is limited and so everybody gets a unique link and that's also an integration of modic with typeform um and 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 backwards I
0: like it i like it um now Basically, just like many others, you are building an entire business on Mordic in multiple ways. So the the, the product is Mordic, the marketing is Mordic, everything is Mordic. Lovely. Right. It's, it's it's nice and it's good in so many ways uh, for Mordic as well, uh, because the the growing ecosystem makes Mordic more relevant, regardless of what it is. It it, it makes it more complete for the customers and it, it helps spreading the word of course and everything yep. so um and also very frankly the the commercial interest of many into Moric um is um or into in Mordic getting better all the time and more successful all the time that's an important part of any so open source project it's a real driver for contribution and support of all sorts mm-hmm. so so that's Perfect situation, and we like the fact that that more and more businesses like yours um, come up. And and after all, my own agency is also building part of its business on Mordic and and betting Uh on Mordic to succeed. Um, I know that your developers are actively contributing on GitHub already, but um, wearing my Mordic community team lead hat. I just have to ask, what would it take for your team to become more active in the community at large? So what, what, or what are the inhibitors or the missing triggers or, or what would it take uh, for your team to to be more visible and more mm-hmm. active?
2: So um, I just got reminded that um, the easiest answer to this is uh, give us more time. <laughs> oh. no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> okay. No, What's the um, next best? <laughs> uh, so in terms of uh new features um I think it would be really useful to align roadmaps um you know from our businesses with uh, the Maltic ones um I think what's really preventing us from contributing to new feature is the fear of somebody else is all already doing the same thing <laughs> so um, and, and we do have business needs and, and we will we are working on them but sometimes it would be helpful to see oh, um, something like the tag manager is already on the roadmap so we don't have to spend efforts on that at this point but we can focus on something else that could be interesting for the community as well so we can align concepts or, or um, specifications work on that in our own way and then uh, later on see what we can contribute back so um, I think that from our perspective would be most useful uh, with regard to bug fixes uh, it's just a matter of um, taking it serious enough so what would we use to do is um, thinking. Ah, oh, yes, this could be very useful for contributing back, and then we just forgot about it. So oh. th- that's <laughs> on us. <laughs> uh, oh, well. So definitely, we also uh, can improve our uh, logistics in terms of managing contributions. But uh, uh, that's for for the smaller items and um, for new things, as I said before.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's it's a uh, two-way. um Thing that that once you get more engaged with the community, it's it's a more automatic thing to to contribute, let's say bug fixes back to to GitHub into GitHub, which is really not a big effort. It's it's just this little little point that you need to overcome. And once you're in the the Mm -hmm. habit, and once you know more people, etc., it becomes much easier and more more natural. With regards to the roadmap. Remark that I found that really interesting because it ties into um, the the discussion that we we're, we're currently having uh, about uh the the larger roadmap which which is describing the big milestones and or the the uh, big overhauls uh, as opposed to all the the tiny little features um which cannot be part of, of a big roadmap and, and a general team but but it's much much more uh successful to divide that up into all the functional areas of, of MORTIC. and um um we, we we had a little bit of teaser about that concept and the past and uh, I hope we're ready to announce uh the the first a- actual implementation of that concept very soon and that will make it really easy to find the right people uh, regarding a specific feature and and find out about the plans and and, uh, discuss your plans and and contribute in a really low effort way. So yeah, um, thanks for for sharing that. that. Also, thanks thanks for sharing all the, the background in, in general. Uh, we did talk about Matu, and I only briefly mentioned the URL. That's matu, m a m a a t o o dot I-O. I'll put that in, in the show notes, like always. Um, and how can people reach you best?
2: Yeah, just uh, hook up with me on LinkedIn. So my name is Simon Balls, uh, as you said. Um, or shoot me an email over simon at matu.io yeah. uh, happy to get some feedback or um, answer any questions about uh, the use cases we mentioned here yeah, looking forward to engage with everybody
0: yeah, and I'll put those uh, links in the show notes too and um Yeah, thanks for your time. I'm looking forward to uh, what we'll see from Matu in the future and I'm very much looking forward to talk to you again very soon.
2: Thanks, Simon. Thank you. Thank you and have a good day. Thank you,
1: Ben. Thanks, Simon, for the interview and it's quite interesting that once again there are people who are willing to contribute but are unsure how to start, where to start and yeah, it's just like lacking that we have um, oh, Well, we have people who want to contribute but they don't know how to start. There's like missing a starting point.
0: No, Or not even actively want to contribute by, but would be okay with contribution but, but are not really triggered by anything or motivated or given the opportunity to do that yeah Uh, so we're really leaving potential on the street and we we need to take care of that we need to
1: yeah we need to work on that
0: yeah yeah well um, yeah speaking of community um, Ruth did another good job in in writing up all the news uh, in a community roundup for the second quarter a lot of material a lot of data and a lot of uh, good good facts also. Yep. So I think the the uh, results are really positive, and it's, it uh, matches what we also feel about the development of the community. So do have a look. It's a pr- comprehensive thing. Um, r- r- look at the link uh, and read for yourself. It's uh, pretty, yeah. pretty pretty impressive. Yeah. And then there's another thing that happened lately, just a couple of days ago that Acquia announced that they now have a digital experience platform Wow, <laughs> DXP yeah. and uh, basically they renamed what they had so far. They also renamed Mordic mm. within mm-hmm. that DXP they they now call it Campaign Studio. You won't find the word Mordic in that product anymore. Ooh. Um it still is the same thing, of course, and um, on the other hand, I am really curious about what it means, what a strategy is for the future, and and what um, what what the details are behind the scenes. Oh yeah. Uh, um, The XP is more than than Mordic, of course. It is what has been called Maestro so far. It is their uh, CDP, their customer data platform that they purchased and so on. Um, So the integration of that is going to be a big deal. I think it's all centered on the CDP. Uh, They certainly do things on top of Mordic and I'd like to, to learn about that. Just out of curiosity, the the one important thing for us is that the commitment still stands, uh, that the core product that they use is the same that we have in in open source Mm Mordic. They do not uh, fork and move away from from the Mordic core. We we heard that commitment again and again. I hope it still stands. I'm pretty sure it does. Um, And on the meta level, the fact that they dropped the brand Mordic now entirely, after letting go of the social media channels, etc., previously, um, is what we kind of expected. We still don't have a statement that it is now one hundred percent the open source project. If if we say Mordic. But that's, of course, where we want to get to get rid of all the confusion. Uh, if somebody says Mautic, that is the open source product and the open source project has nothing to do uh, or is, is not referring to a commercial company, to commercial product or part of product seed. Um, yeah, so so <laughs> nice information, a lot of questions uh, that pop to, to my mind. And um, so what I'd tr- like to do is get someone f- with Mordek to talk about exactly those questions. Um, one of these days, I'll, I'll do an interview with with Dries, with, with the head of Mordek and the inventor of Drupal. Yeah. Uh, but that would be on a different level. I think I'd, I'd rather talk to some, some product or te- technical person in, in Acquia about the backgrounds of DXP, but also about the future directions of Mordic and maybe even of, of the brand. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe next uh, episode, maybe the one after, but but one of these days, one of these <laughs> episodes, we, we'll hopefully have good answers for, from our friends at Acquia. Yeah, and that's a pretty good sequel to um, to say bye bye, say <laughs> see you soon, or uh, or uh, yeah. I hope you listen in at, at our next episode. I hope you like this one. Um, again, f- do find the show notes. Uh, there was a bunch this time. Do find them at uh Um like always, give us all the feedback that you have, all the inspiration, all the questions that you have, uh, because we, we need to know what you would like to hear. So get in touch with all the usual channels. Yep. Um, and other than that, take care, stay safe, uh, and um, yeah, talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: i to